Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, Scott Bischoff coming to you for Detroit Lions podcast. While we're well into the free agency period, we are uh, heading, we're getting there. Uh, we're we're making our way into April. Um, this this is recorded mid to late March. Um, we have lots of free agent moves that the that the Lions have made, and uh, what we're going to talk about today is we are going to discuss what that what that does for their draft plan. So, hang right there. Uh, coming right after the break, Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red. Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe the feelings of of what the Lions have pulled off in free agency to this point. And uh, they've really, you know, the Lions are in a good place. Um. They've done a lot in free agency. Uh, I think more than people would have anticipated. Uh, and also some of the names, um, you know. So just breaking it down, uh, it's very clear, it's very clear that Brad Holmes uh, is was concerned about the, the defensive back room. Um, you know, I mean, last year was uh, like a tale of two seasons when it comes to what the defense was, uh, you know, how the defense played. And, and some of it, some of, some of it was good. You know, the back half of the season, the, the defense played significantly better than the first half of the season. Um, I think there's a specific way they want to play, but they didn't necessarily have the personnel after injuries last year. So, so, uh, you know, Tracy Walker goes down and it takes away some of the versatility, uh, that uh, some of the split uh, safety stuff they wanted to pull off. Um, so, um, again, you, you've added Cam Sutton, a uh, really good player, very versatile player. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley's coming off an, uh, an ACL tear, uh, played for the 49ers. He is one of those, just for lack of uh, having a great way to describe him, there's some risk uh, that comes with him as a player just because you don't know totally how he recovers. But if he does, he's a really good player, uh, a very, very good cornerback. Um, and then, you know, one of the surprises of free agency was was them finding a way to stumble into uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who just a, a, an excellent football player, um, a really interesting fit in that locker room. Um, I'll just tell you, as a as a player, as a player. He, it seems like he really pisses off wide receivers, um, and I'm not sure if that's a I'm not sure if that's a component of his play style, his physicality, perhaps him yapping, perhaps a combination of all of those things. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter what component of it is that that seems to get receivers off their game with him, but he's really good at it. Uh, 
And then they brought back C.J. Moore and they brought back Will Harris. So so when you look at Harris, I think that's a depth signing at this point. Uh, C.J. Moore is a special teams player. Uh, you've added Cam Sutton, Gardner Johnson, and Emmanuel Mosley, and you you throw them in the combination. You throw them in the mix with Jeff Okuda and Jerry Jacobs, and you know it's it looks really good. Now um, we'll get to what it means for the draft. I'm just trying to, trying to sum up the, the free agency uh, moves that they've made. So obviously they've they've remade the entire. Uh, defensive back room and it's and we you know Lions fans should be super excited about these signings uh they brought back Alex Anzalone uh I would say you know you paid you paid a good amount of money for 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 him coming back um the nice thing about what it does with him coming back is it keeps things on track so you know you know you know how the defense looked in the in the second half of the season and you know how Anzalone kind of fit that up, um, making your defensive calls and you know doing everything to get them in the in the right uh, in the right alignments and positions and all those things. But but more importantly, is it just keeps it gives you a level of normalcy and uh, consistency with the, with the players that you've got playing next to him. So you know, smart signing. Um, I don't think it's a high impact kind of a move, but it's a very important one for what the Lions do on defense. Um, you brought back Isaiah Bugs, interior defensive tackle. Very smart move. Uh, you know, he and Aline McNeil play well together. You need to have a rotation with those big guys inside. You just do. Even if you add one in the draft, you still need a rotation. You still need, you need, uh, you know, quality players and quality people. You, I, I don't think anybody could ever say that you, you could use less uh, quality people you know, in any situation, uh, Bugs is Bugs is a good player. Uh, smart to bring him back. Um, John Kaminsky comes back. Um, very underrated signing. Very underrated player. Uh, the Lions, just simply put, the Lions are a better defense with him on the field than they are with him off the field. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything from, uh, you know, him being super productive or any of those things. It's... He's just one of those glue guys. That, and it, it, he was one of those guys I think was important to bring back. Um, you redid, uh, I'm going to include this part. You, so you redid, the, you restructured, redid, or perhaps even forced Charles Harris and Romeo Okwara um, to take pay cuts, restructure, well, however you want to look at it. Um, they, they saved some money with, the, with both of those contracts. And kept them around. Those guys are good depth pieces. They're they're they you know um, in a situation where you've got some injury problems, they're fine. Uh, quality quality depth pieces. Uh, you you signed interior offensive lineman Graham Glasgow. Um, it's a really interesting signing. Uh, you know, I think that he's when I look at that, I look at I look at him as a as a quality depth player at both center and guard. So, you know, um, does he replace Evan Brown? Yeah, it looks like Glasgow is your Evan Brown backup depth um, replacement player for multiple positions. But he can also start for you and play at a fairly high... Not, he can play at a, 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 a... He can play well enough that there should be no issues with him 
if he starts for you at right guard. Uh, another, a very good signing. And then that brings us to David Montgomery. Um, I really, really am intrigued at what he's going to look like running behind the Detroit Lions offensive line. I know there's a desire not to draft running backs anymore, and there's and, and you don't pay running backs and all these things. And, it, you know, it is clearly not the most efficient way uh, to get production from the running back position to pay a running back. But you know what you're getting. Uh, David Montgomery is a very good running back. Um, there was a comment that Ben Johnson made last year about wanting to turn four, I think it was four and five or five and six yard runs into eight or nine yard runs if they could just break a tackle kind of thing. Um, Montgomery is going to force tons of missed tackles. Now, he's never he's not going to run away from you. He's not going to... You know, he's not going to run away. He's not going to get into the second level and then and then bust off, you know, 50-plus yard runs like DeAndre Swift did at times. It's just That's just not his game. But what he is going to do is, uh, you know, you, you're going to have your run scheme, uh, especially when we're talking about running power. Uh, he's going he's gonna to allow blocks to get set up, and he's going to run tight, and he's going to run, uh, you know, behind his blockers, He's very efficient and effective uh, runner. I, I'm excited about about his his addition. I know losing Jamal Williams sucks; it just does. Um, but the reality is, Montgomery's a better player than Jamal Williams is. Uh, so that that's where they are. Uh, that's who they've signed in free agency to this point. So there's still some moves that they could make. There's uh, DJ Chark is still ha- kind of hanging out there. Um, you know, the interesting thing about about what they've done to this point is they haven't... Nobody they've signed is blocking them from doing anything. So, in some ways, the way we have to look at the draft is we almost have to... I know they've, they've signed a bunch of guys. Um, and I didn't include kicker, you know, um, no offense. But... Um, a lot of times in, in free agency, teams go out and they spend big money. So then you then you cross those needs off the board when it comes to the draft. But I think it's exactly the opposite um, for where the Lions are. You know, you have pick six, you have pick eighteen. I, you know, when I look at needs and and the potential for um, for the things they could do at six or even in a tr- in a trade down situation. Obviously, you know, we've talked about quarterback and we're going to continue to talk about quarterback. Um, to me, you've got, I mean, there's a bunch of options where you could, you could just say, okay, that's cool. Uh, you know, Anthony Richardson to me is, is, um, is a dynamic, you know, obviously he's got to, he's got to get to his ceiling as a player, but he might have the most upside of any player in this draft. And we've been over this, uh, Hendon Hooker is another, another player. I think that probably is going to get drafted higher than people right now are thinking, um, I would expect him to go right around the mid part of round one. Um, so those are your, you know, if the Lions decide they want to get aggressive, you know, maybe you take a quarterback at six. Um, maybe you take Hendon Hooker at 18. Um, the other possibility is you trade up. And I know that sounds nuts, but, you know, uh, Brad Holmes and the Rams have used have done the trade the trade away their picks game multiple times before. Um, 
So, I mean, it's possible that the Lions do do that. And, and you know, uh, we'll see. Um, wide receivers is, uh, is, is a need that not a lot of people are talking about. But, you know, uh, one of the you know, one of the things that's that's happened over the last few years is that the receiver position has, has started to kind of dominate the market. So you're looking at wide receivers getting paid tons of money to play in the NFL. Um, so as re- as the running back position has faded from a money standpoint, the wide receiver position has boomed. So you're seeing huge contracts go out to uh, to receivers all over the place. And one of the ways that you can you can uh, kind of deal with that is to get production from receivers on rookie deals. So obviously that's happening already. The Lions have Amon Ross St. Brown on a rookie contract. He is one of the most, uh, he, he, he may be the biggest bargain in the NFL for his production, for what they're paying, for what they're paying him. Um, you have Jamison Williams on a rookie deal. Uh, you're going to have to pay guys like Penny Sewell. You're, uh, you know, um, there are contracts coming up. So, one of the ways that you can help yourself is to get production on, on a, a player on a rookie contract. So when I think about what the Rams have done in the past with Jared Goff, um, I look at uh, the Rams with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and as good as those guys were, they still traded multiple early picks. I think it was multiple early p- picks for Brandon Cooks in 2018. I think it was 2018. And he he had an 80 catch 1000 yard plus season. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns, but still they had they had two elite route running options in Robert Woods and and Cooper Cup and they swung for the fences and went for the vertical option. Uh the Lions have one elite route running option in Amon Ross St. Brown. They have the vertical option already in Jamison Williams. So when you look around and you see a player like Jackson Smith and Jigbutt, um I don't know about you guys, but but the idea of adding him to this offense uh, is super intriguing. And I think yes, you would have you would have two slot options, but that's okay. Um, Jared Goff is a player who needs to be able to trust his receivers to run routes and be exactly where they're supposed to be. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Jigba is the best route runner in this draft. He is intriguing. Um, now I'm not so the, with this whole video. I'm just posing, uh, I'm just posing possibilities of positions they may address using their round one picks. I'm likely to be wrong um, about a lot of stuff, but we're gonna we'll continue. Uh, I don't think Quentin Johnston fits perfectly for for where the Lions are, but it's undeniable that he is a a very big. Uh, X out, outside receiver. I don't know that he's going to demand coverage in the way that um, some you know big receivers do, but he's he's a big straight line fast route runner. Um, I don't again. I don't think he is he is the player that we're talking about so much um, as a as a wide receiver in round one. Although I can see it, um, I think you're looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think you're looking um, a player like Jordan Addison. I think fits really well with um, the way he runs routes and just looking at the mold, the the Robert Woods Cooper Cup mold. It's not so much about the 40. It's about, it's about running efficient, sharp routes. 
and creating separation early in your routes to get the ball out on time. Um, so Jordan Addison, I think, you know, I know it's early at pick 18, but still, he's a very good player. Um, this is more just about the receiver position and how I think that they might address it, and, and it, it may surprise some people. Josh Downs is another one. I think he's more of a round two option, but another player like that where smaller, uh, very efficient route runner, reliable, all those things. Um, I don't want to talk about the tight end position because I don't want to piss everybody off, but I, I love Darnell Washington's game. And I do think he is, um, everybody sit down because I'm going to, I'm going to say something and, and everybody needs, he's Rob Gronkowski like, uh, he is a, an extra offensive tackle on the field. Who's a freaky athlete. Um, I would totally understand it. Although I know that most everybody else, uh, who are Lions fans would get very upset. I would get it. I love him as a player. Um, offensive line is an interesting. It's an interesting uh, exercise in thought. So the Lions have Penny Sewell playing right tackle, and Taylor Decker playing left tackle, and th- th- that's fine for now. But if you're in a position where things haven't fallen exactly the greatest, um, and you know. Uh, you feel a little bit forced with a pick. Is Peter Skaronsky a horrible option at pick six? I would say it's not a great option, and it's not even necessarily the player I would I would be thinking about for, for where the Lions are. I'm thinking about more like pick 18 and a player like Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, I, I think we would all be a little bit flustered with with the uh, them going you know offensive line at six, but but if you go Darnell Wright. And again, I'm talking more in a trade way back or at pick 18 scenario. Darnell Wright is a right tackle from Tennessee. He is a big, huge dude with long arms and a great anchor, all of that stuff. But the nice thing about what you can do with him, if you take him at, let's say, 18, and it's not easy to do this, but can he play inside it with his mass? And size, I you know I think it's okay. I think you could you could do that, any in a one year type of scenario, um, and then eventually you've got a right you've got Darnell Wright as a right tackle, and you eventually move Penny Sewell to play left tackle when Taylor Decker gets to the point where you may not want to extend him for more money, or or you might want to move on. Um, Darnell Wright is a monster. Uh, I think he's I think he's right in that range at 18 where where he may be he may be gone but still he's you know stay tuned because I'm going to make another video about his matchup with Willie Anderson from Alabama and talk specifically about that so watch that one after this one um, he's a really good player and it's a he's a he's an interesting option um, so that's that's on offense uh, there are other offensive linemen. Um, you know, I'm not sure that any of any of them are players who who. I mean, you're not taking you're not taking an offensive lineman at 18, and not playing them. So they have to have some some inside out flexibility, you know, to them. Um, so that's kind of it there. So let's go to defense. So on defense, you have multiple edge options. Um, 
Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech is a very intriguing player. He would be more of a closed defensive end as opposed to on the other side of the of the defensive line from where Aiden Hutchinson plays. Um, big guy, uh, really long arms, big wingspan, very powerful. It is clear watching him that he needs some refinement. Um, he seems to be like uh, <laughs> he's always. Like he's the, the he's almost always the last guy off moving uh, you know on his defensive line it's almost like he's always the last guy moving he also has this bad uh, false step thing where he'll he'll take a real short choppy step and then and then get it going and I think that you know the reality is is that he's probably not there's some coaching where where I think that some of the things where you see flaws with him get coached get coached out of out of him immediately um and he's a high level defensive end prospect he is uh there's will anderson who i mentioned earlier um i will openly tell you i do not care for his game as much as others do to the point where it's it's it has me a touch concerned about about his game Overall, not to the point where, you know, there's any issues with taking him at six. It's just, I guess, and, you know, just the best way to put it is I, I don't see the crazy upside that other people do with him. Um, with him, I see more uh, a speed to power kind of bull rush only guy. Uh, I don't see him forcing offensive tackles to abandon their plan with his speed and quickness around the corner. Um, I, I see him as more wanting to run through them and then work inside. So that's kind of what it is. But but at six, you know, it, it makes some sense. And, and you know, you, nobody's going to really argue with it. Um, there's uh, the last player at the edge position is uh, Adetamawiya Adeboare from Northwestern. He is, he's had an incredible uh, draft process from the senior bowl to the combine and all, you know, I want to say he, I don't, I don't know exactly what he ran in the 40, but it, it doesn't matter all that much. His, his measurables were crazy at 282 pounds. Um, I think he does a lot of, uh, he would do a lot of things and give you a lot of versatility, um, on your defensive line and perhaps open the door for the other players that are already here to, to be, to have an easier job. Um, He's a very interesting player talking about pick 18. Uh, the first two, Wilson and Anderson, are more pick six players. Then there's the defensive tackle position. Jalen Carter, everybody knows the story. Um, the, uh, you know, how rough the things looked at his pro day and, and what happened at the combine and all these things. Um, it's an interesting thought. It's, uh, do we th- do we dismiss the film um, and what his, what his game looks like for a bad few months and I'll just the reality is this is that if he has good football character and works as a football player I trust the Lions and Brad Holmes and their scouting staff to figure that out um and if the answer is yes to that I think he's still on their board at six he just is I mean I think at this point in time there's a there's a discussion about the lions and character and all these things. But the reality to me 
is it's more about football character. It's more about are you willing to work um, on your, uh, you know, on the things you need to do to be the best football player you can be. And the beauty of of what Brad Holmes and company has done is they've they've given us, uh, they've allowed us to trust them to to get to the right answer. So specific to Carter, if Carter's a fit from a football standpoint, they will figure that out. And if, and if he's not, they will also figure that out. And if he's not, they're not going to take him. But the reality is they wouldn't have taken him before he had a, a bad workout and before the other stuff went down. So that's, that's the, that's the beauty. And, and where where the lions franchise is, is that we trust the decision makers and, and, and the scouts and the staff to figure these things out where we don't, you don't necessarily have to worry about it so much. Um, if they take Jalen Carter, it's because they've bought in fully into what he is as a football player and to, into what his football character is. And if they don't, it's because they haven't bought in. Um, the other player is, and I, is an undersized player from Pittsburgh. I love his game. It's Kalijah Kansi. Um, there are there are going to be times when you probably need to, uh, I don't want to say take him off the field in running situations, but he's not perfect in, in, as a run defender. But as a pass rusher on the interior, he's a nightmare. Um, he is like super slippery. Uh, his twitch and his ability to move laterally into gaps is just ridiculous. Uh, there are times when 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 Pittsburgh has him lined up as a nose tackle and they will stunt him around uh, all the way around the tackle and he'll loop in around there and, and sack the quarterback. And it's just crazy to see it. So I'm, you know, uh, as a pass rushing interior defender, uh, very impressive. Um, And then it's the corners and, and one safety, Brian branch, um, Brian Branch is a really good football player. Um, there is a video I did, the cornerback video, where he's involved. He's included in there in the in part one. Um, he's an elite, uh, close to the line of scrimmage safety uh, kind of slot safety sort of. If you want to describe that, he's a little bit like the way I think they're going to play Gardner Johnson. Um, and then there's Joey Porter Jr. There's Devin Witherspoon, and then and then Maryland's Deontay Banks. Those are the those are the options uh, at corner, and I and I still think even with all the moves that they made, again, like I said, they they're not blocked. So you still, you know, the Lions could do any of could address any of those positions with the multiple picks that they have, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and that's kind of the the wonder of where we are is they're a much better team today than they were at the end of the season. At the end of the season, they were a pretty solid football team. You're now going into the process with multiple early picks where, you know, are you are you looking at, you know, the winning window being now? And if it's now, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you go about getting help um, at positions where you need help right now? Are you looking at it from a developmental standpoint and, and, and drafting a quarterback who's going to sit for a year? Um, I will also, the last, I'll sum this up this way. Those are the positions I think that are in play. I know it's a big list. Um, they've done a really good job of improving their team while 
keeping their options open just about everywhere. But but it's just I'm going to ask a question, and it's this: it's with Jared Goff as your quarterback, and no other quarterback signed. Does it seem smart, or does it seem something like something that Brad Holmes would do to not address the quarterback position? And what happens? What happens to this team if they are in this winning window? If you don't address the position um, with a veteran quarterback, and you and you do it with a quarterback who may not be ready yet, as opposed to not doing it and losing games because you didn't find a a a reliable backup. Now, I'm not saying go go sign Teddy Bridgewater or Carson Wentz or any of those kinds of things because I don't think that makes you know, I'm not sure that makes a ton of difference, but I'm just I'm just expressing it as a question for everybody to answer for themselves is do we think the Lions are going to ignore the quarterback position to their own detriment. Um, if Jared Goff goes down for eight to ten games, whatever it is, six six weeks, do you just accept losing those games, or or do you go out and and potentially get yourself a veteran who you know can play while developing a younger player? And and my guess is they have to do both of those things. So um, I'm just you know the idea that. They they resolve the quarterback room and, and and fix it by drafting one early and doing nothing else is I don't think it's something that they would do. Um, these are smart people. Um, let's say they do draft Hendon Hooker at eighteen. Hendon Hooker is not going to be ready, right? So so he needs a bit of a he needs a redshirt year. I don't think the Lions are just going to settle because they are in that winning window. I don't think they're just going to settle for, you know, insert backup quarterback clipboard holder and lose a bunch of games. Um, so that's kind of where it is. So so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, that's that's still one of the it's you know it's one of the positions that's been unaddressed, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they do address it going forward. Um, that's kind of your uh, your post free. Well, we're in the middle of free agency, but that's the that's the uh, the kind of update um, at this point from a draft standpoint. Um, Lions fans should be excited. They're in a they're in a good place. Uh, it's it's a good place to be, and it's it's really uh, impressive what they've done so far. Um, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Have a great week. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.